Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. I'm so excited for you to meet my friend Beth, who is a dietitian, who's going to tell us about this concept about mindful and intuitive eating. The thing is, we've all been told what to eat, and we've read books about what to eat, and we've asked questions about what to eat, but we've never really been taught how to eat. And Beth talks about how, you know, 30 to 40% of our digestion happens just by being immersed in our food and with all of our senses. And that really helps the digestive process. It can help with bloating. And she offers information and advice about how to really engage the mindful eating process, what that even means, and how to create peace with your food and ultimately how that can impact your health. So let's go ahead and dive in. I want to remind you as usual to please check the show notes as all of the information you might need about how to contact Beth is in the show notes, as well as information about some of my favorite resources and products that help make this show possible. So check out the the show notes and tune in. We have a really, really wonderful conversation in store for you. Hello, my friends. I have my friend on the podcast today. I'm so excited to introduce you to my dear, dear friend, truly one of my soul sisters who I talk with almost every day. But we're going to be talking uh, with you all today about peace with food and how to have peace with food. This is uh, Beth Basham. She is an RD and she it runs the company Healthy by Design RD. So Beth, can you say hi to my friends on the podcast? Hi. Yeah. Hi everyone. It's so nice to be here. I am so happy to talk about this topic. It's really, really big talking about you know nutrition and food and how to just feel peace in our bodies when we eat because we eat, you know, three to five times a day and it's a really, really big thing. So many of us experience uh, guilt and shame around food. So so many of us are trying to maybe lose or maintain weight. And, you know, so many of us have dietary challenges and stress around what we're putting into our bodies. Like, is this going to hurt me or harm me? Is this the right thing? And so let's definitely dive in about how we can have peace with food. But I would love for you to tell my audience your story about how you came to having peace with food in your own personal life. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brianne. It is such a pleasure to be here. I am so grateful to be able to call you a true friend of mine. And I believe that there is so much to be said here. So I'm going to try to keep this as concise as possible. Uh, But my journey, I've been a dietitian now for over 14 years, and I started my journey out of college as a very um, bright-eyed and excited dietitian looking to change the world with food, right? Trying to change 
our, our health. And it was great. You know, I thought I knew everything coming out of school with a bachelor's degree. I, I knew what all the vitamins and minerals did. I knew what clean eating was, you know, in, in the definition of 14 years ago, <laughs> and which has changed, right? Like our definition of nutrition changes. It seems like every five to 10 years, there's a new fad diet out there. There's some new way to be our healthiest selves through food and nutrition. And as I entered my young adult life, I thought I knew everything and learned about five or six years into my career that I did not. I started to really struggle with food. Uh, I'd always had issues around my body. I always had a hard time accepting my body shape and size. And to give you guys a visual, I'm a six foot tall woman and I was a dancer when I was growing up. So I always envied the tiny dancer bodies, those who were able to partner with another dancer and, and do these, this, this movement that was so beautiful in that tiny, perfect ballerina shape, right? So being a six foot tall woman, I still could dance, but it was a much different uh, it was a much different experience. And because of that, I became very, very conscious of what my body looks like. So that's, how I would say, how everything started. And through that control of my body, I discovered that if I could control my food and stay thin, then it would, then it would work for me on some level, at least so I thought on the surface. This a is lot of women go yeah. through this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of women, uh, their issues with food and body start at a younger age. Not always, but uh, it's not uncommon. And so I went through life. I, I, was, I had stayed thin for about five or six years after I graduated, became an RD, and I started to gain weight. And, I, and it came on fairly quickly. Uh, and it really messed with my um, – it really messed with my – interpretation of happiness in life. So I, I really didn't feel happy in my body because my body had shifted and changed. I had to start buying bigger pant sizes. And the, the more weight I gained, the more restrictive I became. And that's a really big key part of my journey. I started to battle against my body by restricting calories. I was eating probably six or 700 calories fewer than I, sh I should have been eating. And I was working out like a maniac. I, it wouldn't be uncommon for me to go to the gym before work and after work mm -hmm. in this battle against myself. And every time I stepped on the scale, which was far too often, probably daily, I looked at that number and it kept going up and up. And Brianne, this like, this broke my heart, you know, because here I was a dietitian with all the knowledge about how to control the body through food and I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I did all kinds of weird diets. I mean, I will admit to you right now, I did the weirdest things. I did the HCG diet. Have you, have you heard of that one? It's, you know, that one I've heard of, but I don't know very much about it. And I know a lot of diets. I, I don't know. That <laughs> okay. one. Yeah. It's extreme. It's ridiculous. You, uh, I took these little drops under my tongue. They're supposed to I don't know. Honestly, I can't even remember it because it was so ridiculous, but I ate far less than I needed to be eating. It was like 600 calories a day. It was insane. Oh. I did all the things. I did all the things. And here I was a dietitian, right? And I was feeling really bad about it because here I was serving these people and trying to give good nutrition advice and I couldn't take control of my own body. And that's when I knew something had to change. I could not continue on this journey becoming, you know, being a dietitian, but also just my body was, I was battling against it. And that, that friction against myself felt 
terrible, right? I, I was feeling anxious. I was depressed. I was very unhappy in this period of my life, even though from an external standpoint, you would have thought, oh, her life is pretty good. But I didn't feel that way inside. And that's when I knew I had to change something. And it's around that time I was introduced to a new way to look at food through the lens of mindful and intuitive eating practices. And as a dietitian, I have to get continuing education to, to keep my licensure and, and to stay a dietitian. So I took a course. I took a, a, a bigger course, a course that um, trained me on, on intuitive eating. You know, it was a, a pretty large, long course I had to take. And it transformed my life. Um, I started releasing the negative thoughts around food. I started eating more, exercising less, and my body changed. It shifted, and I, I've now been able to maintain a really healthy weight for my body for years without restriction, without deprivation. Um, my exercise is based on, and I think you'd appreciate this, Brianne, my exercise is based on what feels good not what feels forced and, and regimented. And I know this is a huge part of your work, right? Mm -hmm. Is getting women to move in feminine ways that are, are meant for their bodies. Whereas I, before I was driving it hard, going to the gym, teaching, I was teaching uh, spinning classes once or twice a day. It was, it was insane, right? So here I am, I figured this out. I, I was able to lose weight and the number is not important because weight loss is not the, the key objective but I started to feel better in my body. I let go of the battle with food and my life has been forever changed. And I want to help other women. You know, that was how I got to the place I am here today um, is to help other women feel the freedom that I felt and have helped other of my clients feel. Um, so anyway, I, that was a little long winded Brienne, but I hope that helps set the stage. That was amazing. I knew a lot of that story because we are true friends for reals guys but uh, it was really neat to hear it all told uh you know in one in one piece like that and really really i think something that so many women can relate to for sure so i can relate to a lot of pieces of your story too and just that idea of when you're pushing against yourself it doesn't feel good and you're really not often going to get the results you're looking for like you said this is not just in diet but also in in fitness and movement and really anything in life what we resist persists so often. And so I'm curious as to know um, if somebody's listening and they resonate with this and they're wondering if this could be part of their story too, what would be something that you would have them look at or how would they start kind of looking into this and start helping themselves? Oh, that's an awesome question. And if a listener is listening to this interview right now and they're thinking to themselves, oh, I have something in common with Beth or I've had feelings around body and food that are not so positive. It is a critical piece to the healing journey to, to work that out before moving into other tweaks with diet and fitness. I think a lot of people struggle with this a little bit because they're battling their body so much that they don't want to take the time to heal that relationship with food and body first mm -hmm. before they step into some potential therapeutic means because you well, know, that requires food. trust, doesn't it? Requires trust to say, okay, yeah. I'm going to not do the diet right now. I'm just going to focus on mindset because you're probably like, no, 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 I don't trust that because I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to eat all the cookies while I'm focusing on mindset. And, and I know I'm just going to self-sabotage and destruct. Exactly. And there's so many people who are so fearful 
of trying this approach on because they're like terrified that they're going to gain even more weight or end up worse off. Right. So I only, I only make that bridge because I think it's important for someone who's ready to step into a mindful and intuitive eating uh, path for themselves. If they're just kind of fed up with the diet industry, they're over trying another fad diet, even though it's tempting, right? If, if that's all you've known your entire life is diet after diet after diet, it is hard to break free. So the first thing that we have to do is to become aware at mealtime. So that's, that's my bridge right there is to say awareness is the first step in the intuitive or the mindful eating process. And um, I might add, if, if people are getting confused, mindful and intuitive eating are similar, but they're, they're also different. Um, and I can explain that. Yeah. Uh, there's just a little bit of a difference. Mindful eating was coined a little bit earlier than intuitive eating. So uh, around the 90s, uh, mindful eating practices came into play. Uh, John Kabat-Zinn wrote a book called Full Catastrophe Living. Are you familiar with that? I am, and yeah. That, okay, okay. It's a, it's a book that a lot of medical professionals will read because it has some research around mindfulness. And they introduced this idea of mindful eating, and it's the full awareness around the meal, right? It's the sensing of the food. It's looking at your food. How many of us go through life and we do not pay attention to what we're eating. We're eating on the go. We're eating in our cars. We're sitting in front of our desks, checking our email mm -hmm. uh, because, because there's no time to sit down and taste our food anymore. We've just gotten into this routine and no one knows any different. Mm -hmm. So the awareness piece is really a, a part of the mindful eating that was introduced in the, in the nineties, around the nineties. And that book Full Catastrophe Living. Great book if anyone wanted to pick it up. About five years later, intuitive eating was introduced by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, who are two dietitians, and they brought um, just some more, it's a little bit broader philosophy that includes concepts of mindful eating, but also talks about physical activity for the sake of feeling good first. I think you'd like that, <laughs> Brienne. Rejecting the diet mentality and uh, using nutrition information without judgment. So it's this idea and concept that mindful eating integrates as well as is, is using awareness, going into your eating experience with curiosity first, and then seeing judgmental feelings and allowing your, yourself to let them go. And it's, it's, it's a practice, just like yoga is a practice. Uh, fitness is a practice. Like you don't, you don't go from having a weak pelvic floor to a super strong pelvic floor in one day. Right. Rian? I mean, right. Exactly. Yep. You got to learn your body. You've got to learn your body and you've got to tune in to learn your body, to know your limits, to try out different types of exercise, to quiet down. I bet you that all parallels, doesn't it? <laughs> to the oh, it, like absolutely. 1000%. I mean, this, this stuff is, uh, the reason I think I love this work so much, Brianne, is because I am a seeker myself. I like to understand the deeper underneath of things. It's just my personality. And so this mindful eating stuff is so similar and has so many threads that align with other aspects of life, right? Um, and if you are, have ever been in a mindfulness practice, it's, it's just bringing the mindfulness to the plate. I love that. And so the, in, to, to make sure I've got this right, the mindful eating um, was more about just awareness and, you know, 
feel, tasting every aspect of the grape or the apple or whatever it is that you're eating, whereas the intuitive eating, you, can you tell me the name of the book that might be a good one? You mentioned some authors. Was there a specific book that you would recommend if people right. are- Right. So yeah, it's intuitive eating. Oh, it's just called intuitive okay. eating. <laughs> it's called, it's okay. called intuitive eating and it's by two dietitians. Okay. Uh, who, yeah, they just added more concepts. There's a little bit more about um, respecting your body um, and physical activity for the sake of feeling good, not for punishing your body for eating too much, right? Uh, and yeah, and, and then it integrates elements of mindful eating into it as well. Um, but there's a lot of empowerment around respecting your body and nourishing your body. Um, in the, in the book itself, respecting your body, there's two elements to it. It's uh, making your body feel comfortable and it's meeting its basic needs. Mm. And if you've been stuck in a diet mentality for any amount of time, it's so easy to neglect those two things, right? Um, how many, and, and to give an example, Brianne, um, one of the things that a lot of, well, I, I, okay, I'll just speak from personal experience. I would not allow myself to buy bigger clothes to fit my bigger body when my body was experiencing that weight gain, right? Like I was uncomfortable in my clothes because I refused to be comfortable mm -hmm. because I thought I was giving up in some way by buying a bigger pant size, right? And that's an element of respecting your body that may not be in the John Kabat-Zinn book itself, but is more uh, relevant in the intuitive eating method. Yeah. And then, and then meeting its basic needs, it's, it's that woman who I was, and I, I work with so many clients who are skipping breakfast because they know they're having a celebratory dinner hmm. or they skip the next day's food, right? Because they ate way too much last night and they, there's no trust. You know, we haven't as women developed that trust with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and this is what this process is all about. It's about developing that trust through the lens of awareness so that we can begin to what I call uh, develop our inner nutritionist. Um, it's, I don't know if I made this term up or not. <laughs> Pick up stuff from everywhere, right? Yeah. But when when I work with women, it's about developing their inner nutritionist, teaching them how to trust their body, teach them how to respect their body, teaching them how to use the lens of awareness and remove judgment to stay curious in their experience with food. Does this all make sense? Mm, I love it so much. It reminds me of, yeah, I always like people to become their own guru um, when it comes to what they need for their health and wellness. And in fact, I usually tell people that I get so many people, you know, really coming to me for fitness and asking can I do this exercise if I have prolapse? Can I do this video if I have scoliosis? Can I do this video if I have X, Y, and Z condition? And my goal is for people to come to me, learn some basic information, but then be able to apply that basic information to their own lives and their own needs because they have learned how to tune in and trust themselves and slow down and um, you know do the like know what makes them feel good, know what makes them feel bad and meet their own basic needs. So much like what you're talking about. It really is absolutely parallels. And so all of this makes perfect sense. And I love the idea of being your own nutritionist, being your own guru, trusting yourself. And I think so much of it does come down to slowing down and um, tuning in. I know for me with food, since we are talking about food today, one thing I've personally done which I think would definitely fall in with intuitive eating is I will 
have a craving for something. I've noticed a pattern in myself where I will, you know, work out, for example, I'll do an exercise, whatever it is. And I will immediately feel like I need to have food. Like it's just my pattern and my habit to go get food after I have exercised. And so one thing I've done is I've started to just rather than immediately going and getting the food, I'll tune in and I'll say, do I, do I really need this? Do I really want this? And if I do, I don't berate myself. I'll go have it. But sometimes I'll be like, actually, no, I, I don't think I want that. <laughs> or if I have a habitual thing that I normally you know, reach for at, at a certain time of day, I'll just stop and tune in and say, do I want that? And being able to take that moment and, and then honor it if I do want it. Because that's key is sometimes it can feel like maybe it's naughty or a treat or something. And sometimes I really do want the treat, but sometimes I actually don't. And it's so cool to be able to tease that out. That is beautiful. That's a, that's a perfect example of, an, of, of being an intuitive eater. Mm-hmm. It's honoring your cravings when you have them, but it's also being able to really step into your body and feel things out, right? It's being able to close your eyes, take a breath and say, what do I need right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Because so often we do need a little bit of chocolate. Like, I don't know about you, but heck a little dark chocolate goes a long way. But if I savor it and I taste it, like it turns on certain hormones in our, I mean, there's physiological evidence of this. Like it turns on certain hormones of our body when we pay attention to the eating process, the, the sensation of the food inside of our mouth, the swallowing, the smell, the sight, the touch, all the senses are involved. It actually activates a side of our, um, our digestive, or I guess our digestive process called cephalic phase digestive response. And it's, it's about 30 to 40% of our digestion happens by just being immersed in our food with all of our senses. Does this make sense? Yeah. Can that help with bloating? Oh, absolutely. Because if you're turning on the right hormones and the right enzymes that are needed for the breakdown of your food, if you honor that, you, you take your time, you slow down with meals, it can dramatically change digest, digestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've worked with women, so many women who come back and they're just, they've suffered from IBS or bloating after meals or cramping after meals and they go to a gastroenterologist and nothing, right? They do all the tests and there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. But they apply some of these mindful eating techniques and they're amazed that they can digest food that always caused them problems before. This isn't always the case, right? There are true food sensitivities, allergies, and, and fine-tuning a diet to a person's needs. There are, are things that we're into, but just the basic principles can be so profound for so many. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this so much. I think that so many people will be curious to know more because this isn't the way we're taught to eat. We're not taught to eat for one thing. (laughs) We're definitely not taught to eat. We're kind of taught to shovel food in our face and uh, get on with it. Um, Or we're just not taught anything. That's just what we naturally tend to do. So this is really, really big stuff. And like I said, food occupies such a big part of our lives. I mean, we all have to eat to live. So it's a really, really big deal. Um, If people are curious about learning more, do you have resources for them, Beth? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm sorry, Brianna, I just want to say one little quick thing in there that you said we, we aren't taught what to eat. So many of us are bombarded with messages about 
what? What do you eat to, to fit this particular, into this particular set of genes, right? Or this outfit or, or to feel better, right? There's so many nutrition gurus telling us, and I put air quotes around gurus, yeah. telling us what to eat. But how many of you have ever been taught how to eat, right? That's the big difference between being an eater just because someone is telling you what to do versus being a, a mindful and intuitive eater. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, anyway, sorry, I just had to throw that in there. We're, we're no longer taught how to eat. We're always taught what to eat. Yeah, there, and there's so much conflicting information out there. But I think that um, the, the information about how to eat is so simple that people gloss over it. Right, right. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your question no, or not answer it. But I think that's yeah. important because that's, uh, that's, that's what I do is I, I help, I start the process of nutrition therapy with the how, right? So I work with individual uh, clients one-on-one, I do private coaching, and I've also just released a new course, an online course can be done in the comfort of your own home. Uh, it takes about six weeks, but the transformation is you become a mindful and intuitive eater, eater through the process. So it's, a lot of videos and handouts and tangible exercises, journal prompts. This is for the person who really is curious. Like they have this curiosity and they're like, you know what? I'm over dieting. I'm over trying the new, the next what, and I'm ready to learn how I am ready to step into how, because what have I got to lose? And I think that's where I was at. I was like, I got nothing to lose. I've tried every diet. Nothing's working okay, what have I got to lose? Let's learn how to eat. And it literally transformed my life. And it has transformed hundreds of women's lives that I've worked with. And it's simple, but it's also a practice. So just like when you're learning your exercises with Brianne, you're not going to get it the first time, but it's that practice. I have a community. um, If people partake in the online course, they get private coaching, uh, group coaching virtually, as well as a, a Facebook page where we can share ideas and thoughts. And it's just a beautiful space because I believe, and I think you'd agree, Brianne, that we heal in community, right? We heal in the presence of others. And I think that's a huge part of, of the, what the online course. Of course, the one-on-one work, one-on-one work is awesome for digging into more therapeutic, you know, medical situation type questions, but the group coaching and the online course just really opened the door for that healing and community aspect, which I think is critical for the long-term success. The cheerleading, you know, all that fun stuff. Well, and to know you're not alone in this whole journey and that others are experiencing the same things as you. So yeah, I love that. I love that concept of how versus what to eat. Uh, yeah, and I, I keep applying it in my brain to what I teach, which is how to move versus what specific exercises to do. Because once you know how to move and how to listen to your body, you can automatically apply that to any exercise you might want to try, just like you're saying with food. So this is this is fantastic. I love that we were able to have this this real, you know, this talk about our professions and how really quite similar they are. Um yeah. So how can people connect with you? Where can people find you? I know you have a really cool offering that you wanted to share as well. Yeah. So, I mean, people can just jump onto my website, www.healthybydesignrd.com. Uh, that's an easy way to find me. You can also find me with that same, um, that same handle on Facebook and Instagram at healthy by design RD. 
So that's an easy way to look me up. Um, I'm also really approachable. If someone needed to send me an email, you can find all that contact information. I am on the other side of my email inbox. So uh, I'm happy to converse with people. I also do discovery calls with people who are interested in working one-on-one but aren't sure. And then with this online course, um, since it is a, a relatively new course, I've got several, I've got quite a few women going through it already and they're giving me feedback, but I, I want to make it really accessible. I think this is a time period where accessibility is really helpful for a lot of people. So I'm keeping the cost of the course discounted by between 50 and 70% uh, for the next couple months uh, to help support those who really need this work, but are, you know, maybe maybe need a, a little hand up in it. They just want to try it out. So for the next couple of months, it's going to be at a, a, dis, a deep discount. So the pricing and all the information is up on my website. So just head over there. You can learn a little bit more. You can actually see what's in the course. You know, I don't think we have time here on in the interview, but you can see, you know, what you get, get some bonuses, you get some group coaching, you get all kinds of goodies. And I have to tell you guys, Brianne is actually, she has a cameo. In my online course, right? I do. We did a little interview. <laughs> yeah. So if you love Brienne, you you even get a little a little uh, snippet of Brienne in the course because we 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 bring it full circle, don't we? We bring the yep. exercise piece to the food piece because mm -hmm. it's important because mm -hmm. this is not all inclusive to food only. It it really does extend out into other aspects of how we live our lives. So we had a really fun interview. It was fun. <laughs> Oh, it was so fun. Yeah. Brianna is amazing. You guys already know this though. You're listening to this podcast. So. <laughs> oh, shucks, girl. <laughs> well, so yeah, yeah, any, any information can be found on the website. If people are curious, again, curiosity. And I'll put that in the show notes for sure. So if people are okay. wanting to look, I'll put links to all of these things. So cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Beth. Was there anything that you'd want to leave like a last tip or a last anything parting word? Uh, I think the, the thing I probably say the most is just to stay curious. I think curiosity and uh, staying open-minded is our key to happiness and success in this lifetime. So if you do nothing else after this interview, just sit down at your next meal, uh, find a quiet space to taste and smell your food as you're eating it, slow down and take a couple deep breaths before you start eating. Yeah. Um, that will engage the mindful eating process in a very profound way. Um, and then stay curious about the, the results that you might, uh, that you might experience. So. Ooh, I like that challenge. Excellent. Well, I hope everyone will take Beth up on that because that is a very good challenge. And, uh, one that I could use too. I definitely am a person who tends to zoom through meals often and have definitely eaten at my computer before. So always a good reminder to, to think about this. It's, it's a, it's a problem. It's a big problem and it's something that we can easily change and shift. So thank you, Beth. And I hope people will check you out because you have wonderful stuff. I know that firsthand. Um, so thank you for being here, my friend. Big hugs to you. Big hugs to you, Brianne. I am so grateful for you and your friendship. So thanks for having me on the show today. All right. Bye, girl. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, 
plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brienne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brienne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.